Hello and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Evie, and today I'm joined by May, who is very sleepy, so I will have to apologise for any sleepiness or any not being able to put words into thoughts or the other. See, I did it the other way around. Thoughts into words. There we are. Already doing fantastically. That's fine. I can try and carry an episode for once. You'll be very swallowed afterwards. The current score is 11-1 to Digimon, and this time we'll be discussing our 13th episodes, All Things Bright and Beautifly, and Juggernaut. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions, roughly a week ahead of the edited version, when I remember to do it on time. And just before we get into the episodes this week, just a few quick announcements. First of all, we're going to change how we're covering Pokemon's episodes, because basically we're not enjoying covering them one by one and watching quite a lot of filler. And it doesn't make for great podcasting content when the hosts aren't having fun. So I've gone through and changed our episode list, so now we've got just every episode has either a catch or an evolution or a gym or a contest or something fun in it. So hopefully that means we'll have more fun with Pokemon. And honestly, I don't think it'll give it an advantage over Digimon anyway, because it just means we're skipping stuff we've seen before, I guess. The other thing from that is we basically aren't going to be mentioning if episodes are filler, because what's the point? And yeah, just not repeating ourselves at the end of our Pokey discussions and Digi discussions. We'll be jumping straight into the next bit instead of doing overall thoughts. So hopefully that will make our episodes better, we'll have more fun, and get into a rhythm of weekly episodes again, hopefully. I'll try my best to get through some edits. But yeah, I guess let's dive into it. Let's start off with All Things Bright and Beautifly. It's a contest episode. Which means it's good. The first of many. I'm just really happy about contests. I I think I've mentioned this before, but I kind of missed out on Gen 3 the first time around because I was considering myself too old for Pokemon. My parents said I was too old for Pokemon. And also I was kind of salty that they removed the day-night mechanic when I was a kid. So uh, I kind of skipped out on Gen 3, but when I played them the first time, I was just sort of running through the game, but when I played uh, the the remakes a few years back, I just loved contests so much. Like, I would just play a Pokemon game that was just contests. So, like, May is very relatable to May in this episode, because for once we actually have May caring about Pokemon, which it was kind of nice, where she didn't care about Pokemon at the start, because it was a sort of different dynamic, but now she's sort of has found something that she likes, which is nice. Like, it's nice that she's found a passion in something, and it's also kind of, I don't know, different in a way that it's it's not your traditional Pokemon raising. It's it's not a, a Pokemon are for raising and Pokemon are for battling and that's it. It's Pokemon have a different form of contests as well, and that's just it's just really nice to see something different, and it makes May seem different as a character. Like it was, I always really liked how Misty was a gym leader, and that was her thing. And but it was always kind of like, okay, but why is she traveling? But this time it's like, okay, May has a thing that's not just like 
follow Ash around for no reason. Her whole character is she's really into contests, which are also held in different towns. So she does have a reason for traveling on her own, and she has something that's different. She doesn't want to, you know, catch them all. She doesn't want to defeat and get all the gym badges. She wants to get into contests. So I really do like the start of this this sort of like contest arc and her introduction and how she gets introduced to the concept of Pokemon contests in this episode just because it's just it's just fun, it's just nice and I like it. It goes into contests really well, actually. I've not played a whole lot of them, but this episode just I guess explained it in the context of the anime a lot better. It's a lot more about how the attacks are done and how they look than any sort of like power level and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm glad that they didn't throw May in straight away and just had her fail at it because that would probably happen. Instead, we got to see like, oh, this is like when people are doing contests really well, this is what it looks like and it's really cool and this is how they work. It's, you know, kind of, you know, she's not going to jump in and be fantastic at something. It's something that seems, I don't know, realistic. You know, <laughs> you can't really look for much realism to show about these monsters that basically have fire powers and, you know, magic powers. Butterflies the size of May's head. I, I, I do like beautiful. Beautifully? Beautifully. I, I don't know. I can never... Beautifully? Beautifully? Yeah, that makes sense, because, yeah, fly, I get it. I don't know why I said beautifully. That That is... That is that's the word it's a pun on. Uh, I told you at the top of the show that I'd be terrible, and I'm sorry. But it's just... It's just so nice. Uh, I have, like, weird feelings for Hoenn. Like, I don't know. Hoenn's a weird one for me. Like, I have, like... No nostalgia for it, but also some nostalgia because it's kind of, I don't know, I've played it a lot in university, but I don't know. I, I just like contests. They're fun. A refreshing change of pace from like gym battles and, and also the refreshing change from nothing happening. I like contests and I like things happening and I like, it wasn't that much of an Ash episode either, was it? No, like Ash had his little side thing with trying to learn Iron Tail and like I felt that was enough for him. It was adorable the way he was doing push-ups alongside Pikachu. That was that was good. Oh, that was good. But it was nice that it wasn't like Ash was there, but it didn't really feel like it was Ash was the main character. I felt like everyone kind of got their part. More Pokemon episodes should be like this, especially when they reference things that are in the games and sort of like nice sort of small ways. I felt like everyone definitely got the sort of little thing, except for maybe Max, who you could argue was just kind of tagging along with May. I still don't know why Brock is there and why Max is there. Like, I feel like they could just be combined into two characters. It is a bit of an odd one. But, like, I'm, I'm glad Brock got his little bit with Pokebox. Just be like, I want to be a Pokemon breeder, so I like food for Pokemon. Oh, yeah, I always... Yeah, I, I do like that. Were Poffins in Gen 4 or Gen 3? I can't remember. I think Gen 4. I think Poffins were Gen 4. Because I like making Poffins. Oh, yeah, because they had the Starless and you could, like... Yeah, okay, I'm just, I don't know. I really like Gen 4. I'm excited for the Gen 4 remakes that have just been announced. I'm really excited for them, except for the fact the characters look like South Park characters to me. Oh no, why did you have to say that? Now I won't be able to unsee it. I don't know, it's, just, it's such a weird art style, but that is my only complaint, and I will still love the game, and also the underground. <gasps> yes, I'm so here for the underground again. As much as I've wanted the underground to be a uh, like a street pass mechanic, but I don't know, I, I feel like we could go somewhere, like a wild area sort of thing with the underground. But yes, sorry, n not this episode of Pokemon, just Pokemon in general. Very excited for that. It's Pokemon related, we could talk about it. It's fine. But yeah, I just also, 
did I imagine it? Or did, like, Slugmar say the wrong name? I think it was Slugmar. I think it was, I think it was did Slugmar say Macago? I don't know. In this episode? Unless I'm misremembering another episode. I forgot about any of the Pokemon besides, like, Beautifly and Venomoth and Meowth. Yeah, Pikachu was there too, and Pikachu. Of course Pikachu was there, it's Pokemon. An episode without Pikachu probably doesn't exist. Um, maybe in the spin-offs? Maybe, but Pikachu gets whole vacations about him. I also really enjoyed Jesse's performance. Oh yeah, always. But like that that goes without saying. Like I'm trying not to mention how much I love Team Rocket because I feel like that's just me every episode where I just say, Well, Team Rocket was a highlight. That's fine, I'll do it for you. Team Rocket was so good. They were just on form. They turn up at the end of the contest in fabulous costumes and just immediately take them off and do the motto because that's just how they roll. Again, I feel like knowing, you know, Team Rocket and their affinity for, you know, flair and, you know, passion and, you know, just acting and stuff like that, I feel like they should just definitely just go into contests. I feel like that would just be their thing. James should have been the one to enter. Just like James and Cacnea would have been so good. I love Cacnea so much. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen Cacnea, actually. Yeah, I think so too. But I just... I know, I really love James's like, friendships that he has with his Pokemon, and it's always, like, a different one. Like, it was Victory Bell, and then now it's Cacnea, and I just really like that, because I feel like it's... And I guess Team Rocket in general, I love their relationships with their Pokemon and, you know, the, the, the bonds that they have, because I feel like it's more than any other Pokemon and partner team that we have, except for maybe Ash and Pikachu, but that's kind of, like, a little bit basic. Oh, I, I guess... Ash has Charizard as well, which he had, like, bonds with, but I don't know, Team Rocket always just has... I don't know, I like Team Rocket. Team Rocket's good. It's so good. I'm glad that if someone had to mess up the first time in a contest, it was Jesse. It was fun to watch. Just, like, Survivor sweating more and more and eventually just, like, gushing sweat because he couldn't do any of the moves. Oh, it was good. This was a good, like, contest introduction episode. Mm, it was fun. And, like, everyone got to do their part. And Janet and Chaz... Despite having like the most boring names, they're they're pretty decent filler characters with the butterfly duo. And Janet's outfit was like goals. She's like the yellow top with the pink pleated skirt. Yes, the contest outfits are nice. I'm looking forward to seeing May get involved with more contests and actually be enthusiastic about Pokemon now. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because now she has a bit more of a goal. I reckon like my prediction is next episode she's going. To try the gym battle and just decide, like, no, this isn't for me. I'm going ham on contests now. I, I don't think she'll even try gym battles, because I feel like they like to reserve that for Ash and not really any other characters, but I, I, could, be, I could be wrong. I want the gym leader to just wipe the floor with Torchic, and then for me to just go, well, screw this, I'm going to go, like, train to be pretty. Don't do Ash's thing, do your own thing, that's... that's Nice. Fine with me. For some reason I thought the first gym was uh, Rock-type, which is double effective against Torchic, because Torchic is like a Firefly, but I think I, I think the first one's... No, that, no, the third one's normal, isn't it? Because that's her dad. Yeah, but they're going to Rustboro? Yeah, but that's Rock, isn't it? And yet they're not training against Brock and his Rock-types. Like, he's right there, use him for it. I mean, we all know that Ash is still going to use Pikachu, even though the show keeps on, for some reason, telling us that Rock is strong against uh, electric, which isn't true. It's it's ground. They're kind of taking it as a given that rock and ground have dual type a lot of the time. Yeah, or maybe it's... I think, did ground exist in the Gen 1 games? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, I thought it was just... Because I know flying didn't, I know ghost didn't, I think. 
I think Ghost existed. Yeah, because there was Gengar. Yeah, I know that Flying wasn't, and I don't think Ground was. I think it was. Because, like, there's Diglett. Oh, yeah, I got confused because um, the move Curse wasn't a Ghost-type move in Gen 1. Psychic was OP in the first game. Because it was only, like, really weak to Ghost, of which there was one Pokemon. Yeah, Ground was around in Gen 1. I don't know why I thought that. Oh, no, it was Dark. It was It was Dark and Flying. And, yeah, Dark wasn't, I think. Wait, they didn't have Flying, but they had Pidgey? No, they had Flying. I'm just wrong. I'm, what, what am I thinking of? Because I know, I know Dark didn't exist, but I swear Flying didn't. There wasn't Steel. No, I, I know steel, steel didn't exist, but I don't know why I'm thinking that Flying... Well, there's a lot of types that weren't in Gen 1. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why I thought it was Flying. I don't know why I thought Flying was... Maybe I thought that Flying was introduced in Gen 2 because there was a gym leader that was super cool looking and uh, a flying type. He's so cool, I remember what he looks like from the one episode that I've seen him in. Yeah, he's got he's got cool blue hair and he's got... I don't know, I, I like his outfit. He look, just looks, he looks fun. I only had one thing left that I wanted to say, which is that May saved the day and not Ash. And that's nice to see. Definite highlight is just May existing just for this episode and never again. May was pretty awesome this week. Thank you. You're welcome. Sometimes we all just need compliments to get through the day. Let's move on to... Juggernaut. This episode was really just like ominous and unsettling, and I dig it. I I love that. Obviously, I mean, I'm again broken record here, but I just I love how we're continuing just to see Ruki and Renamon exist as characters who are trying to improve. Like Renam Renamon and Ruki. Ruki wants Renamon to get stronger, not necessarily with evolution. And finding different ways to get stronger. And even though it wasn't like a focus on the episode, it is still nice that the writers haven't forgotten that Rookie and Renamon exist. Like they're going to continue to have character development through this episode. It's not the main point, but it's, you know, that they're continuing on from the previous episode and then they're going to go on from there. And that's really nice to still have that happening. I don't know. Maybe I'm just used to Colin where. If a character isn't the focus of the episode, they don't really get much character development, and here's Renamon and Ruki just existing in an episode that's not their episode. Yeah, they just kind of get the little minute near the end to just talk to each other. Like, I, I felt this whole episode really was a good showcase of pretty much the whole cast. Yeah. Like, they all got at least a minute, and like even if it wasn't plot relevant, it still put the characters on display. Yeah, but Tamers do- does do that. Like, they do have moments where we kind of look at all the characters like there are episodes that aren't focusing on anybody in particular and just sort of jump between what how the characters are dealing with whatever's going on at the moment it's almost slice of lifey yeah it's basically slice of life with digimon until the plot happens which i guess the plot's always been happening but we haven't really gotten to the plot yeah this is like the calm before the storm I, I just like Tamers. Like, watching it again is just, it's just really nice and refreshing. It's nice to go back to it just after years of not watching it all the way through. Yeah, I haven't watched it since I rewatched it for the podcast, but that was, I think, uh, 2016, finishing in early 2017, I think. I forget how, that your podcast is so old. <laughs> yeah, we started in uh, 2015. A year before the Moncast, roughly. But yeah, Tamers is good. Who knew? Yeah, and this episode just sort of continues 
it, and I just, I don't know, I really like when there's an ominous sort of feeling to an episode. Like, I know I went on and on about it a few episodes ago in our Colin coverage where there were just some ominous things happening with some Vardemon. I was just like, whoa, there's some things happening. I just really like that feeling. Like, we don't have to just jump into, oh, this is just scary, scary, you know, plot stuff. It's just sort of like, there are things happening and we don't know why, but there are things happening. I don't know, maybe I'm just easily impressed, but it's just like, yeah, okay. And also, again, it's just really nice to see Rookie and Renamon just like, okay, we gotta, we gotta train. And I don't feel like other characters of, in Digimon have ever really, like, needed to train. It's just really nice to see that happening for once because it should be an aspect. It's an aspect in the virtual pets. It's an aspect in the video games. Why is it not an aspect in the anime? I feel like the only character that didn't really get a lot of time was Henry. He only really showed up when his dad was involved, which was kind of disappointing. But Terrymon got some time, at least. Oh yeah, Terrymon always gets time. He makes he makes himself have time. He got time to be tortured. Like, it was just brutal, this episode. Poor Terrymon. Dressed up by Susie and then flung against a window by this whatever, whatever's happening juggernaut thing. Plot. The plot just throws him against the wall. <laughs> Poor Terrymon. Poor Mrs. Saji as well, who's just, like, lamenting at life. I feel really bad for her. Like I know it's a bit of a head of myself, but I like later on when we have them just decide, telling her, "Hey, we're going to the digital world," and she's just there saying, "What? Ex- excuse me, wh- where are you going, children?" Do you know who I really feel bad for? Yamaki. He's painted in the worst light this whole episode. He's just so evil. He threatens to take the poor boy's dino away, like twice. Oh, he is like a bad guy because of the circumstances, because he thinks what he's doing is right. Because, you know, he, they are monsters. And what he sees is a ten-year-old boy and a dangerous fire-breathing dinosaur. So I feel like it's kind of reasonable for him as an adult to say, okay, uh, this ten-year-old is hanging out with a fire-breathing dinosaur. That's something that does not happen every day. I'm going to make sure that this kid is safe and that the world is safe from actual legitimate monsters. So I can kind of see where Yamaki's coming from. I know that he is wrong, but from his perspective, I can understand what he's, where he's coming from. Yeah, like I get his decisions, but he does also just destroy a Digimon for just the sake of it. We, we saw Ruki do similar, like he's not he doesn't know, he's not woke enough that he knows that these are things that can be good and you're basically destroying an animal when you do this. He thinks they're evil bits of data that are evil and dangerous. And I guess they tend to be dangerous. And it was kind of, it's kind of a hard one. Like, I kind of feel bad for him because he thinks he's right and he thinks what he's doing is good. But at the same time, he is a bad guy at the moment. I don't know. It's like all of Hypnos is just shrouded in evil and secrecy and it's it's unsettling also he does tend to stalk children just a little bit oh yeah like he's worse than the adventure zero two kids at the end of that series <laughs> just stalking kids like oh it's for their protection this makes it okay yeah which again like i kind of understand like yeah the, the fire breathing dinosaur but also, just like, hey, yeah, you're still stalking children. It seems a little bit creepy. The way he runs away from Henry, like last episode as well. Stop trying to beat up children. You have a job. Why are you wandering around? No, his job is to stalk and beat up children and take their fire-breathing monsters away. 
if Digimon were real, like, I can totally imagine some sort of secret government organization deciding to, like, just take them away from whoever has them. Yeah, I don't get how they've kept it no secret. Like, are those towers invisible? Hey, do you remember in Try where people had just forgotten Digimon exist, even though they should definitely remember Digimon from Season 1 and Season 2? Or, for that matter, Season 2, where di- where people forgot that there was a giant world in the sky from Season 1, and that was only, like, two years later. They're the most gullible people in the world, really. Like, honestly, like, you could just tell them, hey, uh, did I just see a giant flying monster? fighting another giant flying monster nope oh okay yeah you're right i didn't like i think it was in an, in a bridge series that i saw in try but it was a uh, hey man what you doing oh nothing much just pretending digimon don't exist awesome like because that's what happens they just ignore the fact that digimon exist where there's just there's just so much proof that they totally exist in this anime and it's in every season of digimon we're just like well you can't argue with the giant world in the sky and the giant flying Digimon everywhere. The Digimon don't exist. And then they just turn around and they forget about it. It's like the monster in Doctor Who where you forget about it as soon as you're not looking at it. The silence. Yeah, the silence. That's what I called. They were creepy. That was exceptionally creepy. They were creepy. Like, you turn around, you see, you start screaming, you turn around and you forgot that you ever saw it. Like, that's terrifying, but I feel like that's what Digimon are to people who don't know about Digimon in this uh, in this sh- series or the franchise in general. Oh yeah, Calamon got into Hypnos. That was fun. I like Calamon. And then who is it? I don't know. Yoli mentions enchiladas. I like that they have names. Riley and Keely. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, it's just Yoli. It's Yoli and not Yoli. Basically. Thanks, Dob. And also the 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 teacher is just Hikari to me. Same. Hikari Asagi. Could have got married. Oh no, she's Miss Asagi. She, yeah, she, or she could have just kept her last name. Hmm. Or she, and she could have just made her own last name, or I don't know. Maybe. Um, I haven't got much left to really mention. Kazu and Kenta were just kind of jerks this week. Yeah, they kind of existed, and they kind of just did what they always do. And Jerry was good for her little bit, trying to like get involved. And then Takato gets all worked up uh, about his poor dino baby. Doesn't want him to grow up. Oh, and I loved the Zoom call between... Yumaki and the directors, and just everything about his cat, Muffy. Like, that just made the, like, world building and exposition more fun, having it be a bit silly. Yeah, the, the, the dub does do nice, silly bits. Anything else you want to mention? No, I'm just... That, that's, that about does it for me. We're just vibing with the episodes this week. Now it's time for Mono Way Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. I don't think it'll be much of an argument, though. It'll be much like I say something and you just go, I'm too tired to disagree. Yeah, I mean, I liked both of these episodes. I did like Digimon more, but I think it was a strong episode from Pokemon, and it's, I don't know, I don't feel like I have much, much, many negative things to say about Pokemon. It was just nice to see not an Ash episode. It was nice to see May have a, basically have a personality whether or not that personality will only show up whenever we do a contest episode like it might she might just be completely boring in every other episode it's not a contest episode but i guess that's okay i mean for me pokemon's only low light was brock which is with his usual stuff but i'm kind of like desensitized to it at this point which is sad i'm forgetting brock exists like honestly every episode just like he doesn't need to be there I don't know why they have Brock and Mance. I don't know. Like, maybe they got scared that people would stop watching if there weren't 
enough familiar characters on screen. But they have Ash. It's like four episodes into the series Brock came in. Yeah, three or four or something. Not not many at all. We had a small break. <laughs> a Brock break. A Brock break. I like that. It's not quite a brick break. No, it's a Brock break. It's, a, it's better. But yeah, I, I enjoyed both these episodes. I think I enjoyed them for different reasons. Because... They're just completely different atmospheres. Just like Pokemon was fun and lighthearted, jovial, good word for it. And then Digimon just comes along and is like, we're going to be dark and brooding. And at the end, we're just going to leave you on a cliffhanger where you're like, oh god, everything's going wrong. What What is happening? What? And it just has weird government guys dressed in black appear and disappear. That seems normal. It's a requirement when applying for government roles. You've got to be able to disappear on a whim. Very different episodes, but both very good. It was a good week. So yeah, let's start off with our Mons of the Week. I'm going to say Renamon. I, I'm sorry. I, I know I always say Renamon, but the reason for that is because I chose someone else for my Humon of the Week, other than Ruki, and I wanted to choose Ruki as my Humon of the Week, but I didn't. So I'm choosing Renamon as sort of like Renamon plus Ruki as, as, my, as my choice. I get what you're going for. For me, it was between Beautifly and Surviper. I'd probably go with Beautifly, but honestly, I'm kind of just into them because they're just a really huge butterfly. Like, they're so big. I thought Beautifly would be quite small, but no, it's like straight up the size of May's head. I like I like that. Like, have you ever seen how big a Venonat is? Because they are huge, and I love them. Like, up to people's knees. Yeah, they're like 30 or 60, I think they range between 30 and 60 centimeters or something. They are huge, big fluff balls. And I just, I didn't really care for Venonat until I was playing Pokemon Go when it first came out in like 2016. And I just, I caught a Venonat and I was just looking at the Pokedex entry because, I don't know, I just really liked looking at the Pokedex entry for some reason and it just said how big it was and I did not know how big they were until that moment. And since then, Venonat has probably been one of my favorite Pokemon. And when I was in Japan last, because they had, um, they were releasing the small plushes for like every Pokemon from the first generation. I think they've continued up to other generations now, but when I was there last, they they had just started with Kanto, and I just got this fluffy little Venonat because it's so fluffy. And yeah, I just I can completely understand just being overwhelmed by Pokemon size and just loving it because it's just a big fluff ball. Uh, but yeah, I know Venonat's not in this episode, uh, but yeah, I just really like Venonat. Venomoth is so it's kind of relevant. Yeah, kind of, I guess. Yeah. It's close enough. I like Venonat because Fluffy, though. Fluffy. Much better than Ven- Ven- Venomoth. Though I have nostalgia for Venomoth because I had, like, a little figurine when I was a little kid. But Venonat, very fluffy. We have to come to an agreement, then. Renamon or Beautifly? I don't I don't really care for Beautifly as much as Renamon. See, I know that May gets a Beautifly later on, so I'm excited for that. I kind of like the foreshadowing with that, I guess. I don't know. I don't want... Mm. I feel, I feel like Renamon's gonna get it a lot, and she wasn't really the highlight of Digimon even. Like I felt Kalamon was probably better than Renamon. Okay, we we can go we can go Beautifly then. I I I, I guess Beautifly's got cute face for a bug. Yeah. Except for Venomat. Venomat's still the cutest. Oh yeah, I'm really glad that May's not scared of bugs too. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I was a bit nervous at the start that she was gonna get squeamish, but no, she was just madly annoyed, which is understandable. <laughs> So, who did you pick for your Yumon of the week, then? It's May on the basis that she was actually good this episode, and also because I... Well, the reason why I picked her over Ruki is because I know that Ruki will just continue to be good in future episodes, but I can't say the same about May because I feel like 
she has a personality depending on if the writers feel like giving her one, and I don't have a lot of hope for the writers of Pokemon continuing to give her a personality in episodes that aren't directly contest-related. So I have to give it to her just because she had a personality and she had she had something that was unique to her, which is contests. Like that, that's a new mechanic, and they didn't give it to Ash. They gave it to the the character who is new to Pokemon, the character who didn't really care about Pokemon much, and now does. I'm hoping that maybe like Max will take an interest in the contests as well, just to different differentiate him from Brock a bit. So like Brock can help Ash with gyms. Max can help May. That'd be weird if Max would help May because Max is younger and should have less experience and know less about Pokemon. I feel like, yeah, maybe he would be a better like professor or scientist trainer. I don't, I can't see him getting into contests. No, I mean more like in a supporting role, so like researching moves, that type of thing. Oh yeah, but I think I, I just I don't know I, I don't want May to have to have support for that. I want her to be able to do it on her own. I don't want her to have to fall back onto somebody helping her, especially when it's just looking up moves. Like, that seems like something that she should do on her own. I don't know. It, it would feel weird that, like, she still looks for someone to help her. So I don't think that's going to be the case. But also, it's Pokemon. Anything could happen. I don't know. I just, I just want Max to be there for something, other than being, like, mini Brock. Yeah, well, he's, like, smart Brock, because I don't think Brock's that smart. Brock's just older, so they just decide that's why Brock knows things sometimes. I know, I know, I think we've gone through this before, but I'm pretty sure Brock is far too old to be hanging out with ten-year-olds. I think he's fifteen, but we guess every time. And also, on the other hand, Jesse and James are in their twenties and they're fighting ten-year-olds, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on. But yeah, I'm happy to give it to May as well. Okay, that just leaves our ratings. Um, I haven't actually picked a number yet. For me, both these episodes are really good. I, I'm probably going to give them both an eight. Yeah, I, I got very similar. I I was kind of leading for them being like very, like the same rating, but I wanted to differentiate that I still enjoyed Digimon a little bit more, so I gave Pokemon a seven and Digimon an eight, just because I just did enjoy Digimon just a little bit more. If we had uh like points it would be like a very close point between them like it, it's like less than a point difference i just enjoyed them both but yeah i, I just i did just enjoy enjoy digimon better more this week yeah that's that's totally valid i enjoyed them both in slightly different ways digimon was definitely i guess a more intense watch but pokemon i felt was more fun so it was a nice balance between the two are we gonna wait for quinn's uh ratings before we determine a winner we are not because I just have to mention it at the start of next episode, and I can't be bothered doing that, because I'll forget. I know I will. <laughs> we'll go off of our two scores this week. So that does mean that Digimon wins with score of 16 to 15. But at least it was a close one this time. Oh yeah, it was really close. I'd be curious to know like if Quinn's score would have changed it, but I have a feeling she'd have probably just put Digimon over Pokemon anyway. But also, this was a good episode for Pokemon. Oh yeah, for sure. It got 15 out of 20, which is good. Like, against, like, any other season of Digimon, like, that, this episode, the Pokemon episode probably would have been better, but it's just, it's just bad, bad time for, for Pokemon to be, ta uh, to be paired off against Tamers, which is a better episode of Digimon. Tamers is at its strongest point at the moment, I would say. Maybe later, like, later arc might be strong as well. But at least Pokemon had a good episode. And hopefully it will keep having good episodes now that we're watching ones where things happen. Yeah, which is just like, 
I mean, there are some episodes of Pokemon that are good where things don't happen. Those are definitely the exception. Yeah, like, for a long time, like, a lot of those filler episodes follow the exact same formula of Ash goes to a small town, meets people, and then Team Rocket shows up and does an evil thing, and then they fight. And that is legitimately every filler episode of Pokemon. I'll basically list any skipped episodes. Maybe a quick synopsis of, like, any episodes that we missed that... And not that there'd be anything particularly interesting, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to go into synopsises. Not like full synopsises, but like Ash meets this character and then beats Team Rocket or something. I don't even want to do that much. I kind of just want to read out the title and we can laugh at the pun and get through the outro quick enough before my <laughs> outro music runs out. Yeah, I, d- I do like the puns. We get basically the best part of the filler, which is the titles. <laughs> That's all we need. My, my highlights on every Pokemon episode go, Team Rocket was good, and also that episode title, though. And that's how I podcast. Next time, we'll be discussing our 14th episodes, All in Days Wormple, and Grow Mon Grow. I was just going to say both those puns are really good. The Wormple one. That's good. That's a good one. Sorry, continue. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes. Chisai236, Nicholas, Keith, and Fletchy42. Massive thank you to May for joining me as well. Where can the people find you? Uh, primarily on the Lost in Translation 1 podcast, YouTube, Twitter, etc. And also obviously Evie and Quinn join me there too to talk about Colin. And sometimes we enjoy Digimon, and sometimes we don't. And that's the podcast. Really depends. <laughs> and sometimes I enjoy Digimon and no one else does, and I just talk about virtual pets forever and that's all that happens. But yeah, that's what happens. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye bye Bye! That was a nice recording. I think that actually went surprisingly well. I will now stop the recording. I hope uh, I, just, I hope my cracking of my arm didn't just show up on the recording because I just I lifted my arm and my whole body just went crack. With, with how intensively I edit, I'll probably silence it out anyway. Or you can make it just a lot louder. Ooh, loud cracks, nice. I have a weird I have weird feelings for Honan. Honan, wow, I'm doing really well. I'm doing so well. Padaman says, thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye-bye.